Well, how many of us would want the job that Jesus gave those 72 in today's gospel, right? No money, no food, being sent out like lambs among wolves. Doesn't sound too appealing. But that's the work that we're called to do. We're called to evangelize. Evangelization is a word that makes a lot of Catholics uncomfortable. And understandably so, I think it's a word that we're still in the process of recovering. A lot of us, especially here in the South, when you think about our experience, a lot of times as the unwitting recipients of the evangelization efforts of others, you know, we associate evangelization with rude, sometimes even offensive street preachers or those door-to-door missionaries, right? So it kind of calls to mind those people that show up on college campuses and yell at women for wearing pants, um, you know, or the, the very nice smiling couple with glazed eyes who show up and ring your doorbell right at dinner time to ask if you've been saved. Right? And we understandably don't want anything to do with that. Or maybe we have a better understanding of authentic evangelization and we know that it's something the church is called to do, we know that it's important, um, but it's best left up to the experts, right? People who have a special call for that. Someone like Bishop Fulton Sheen, or maybe in our own time, Bishop Robert Barron, right? These individuals who uh, have the gift that they combine that keen theological insight with a charming personality, a lot of charisma and media savvy, right? Or maybe lay experts like Scott Hahn, who have far more knowledge about sacred scripture and about the church's doctrine than, than we do, right? Yeah, evangelization is important, so that's why we should leave it up to the experts, because we would just mess it up. It's not the job of just ordinary Catholics like us. But we'd be wrong in that thinking because it is our job. It's exactly our job. It's not something best left for the experts. The church is very clear about this. Spreading the good news of Jesus Christ, which is what it means to evangelize, is a duty that belongs to every one of us. In its document on the missionary work of the church, the Second Vatican Council says, the work of evangelization is a basic duty of the people of God. A basic duty of the people of God. In 1975, Blessed Pope Paul VI wrote a document called Evangelii Nunciandi, which means evangelization today. And he reminds us in that document that the whole church is called to evangelize and that, quote, lay people whose particular vocation places them in the midst of the world exercise a very special form of evangelization. This is the work of the lay people. It's not just the specialized work of the clergy. And this makes sense when you think about it. Just think about who's in this building right now. You've got two members of the clergy, just two people. Are we going to be able to evangelize all of Jackson County? You know, maybe not without help, right? Not without help. But think about all of you in this room. If all of you put your minds and hearts to the task, could you evangelize all of Jackson County? I have no doubt that you could. Absolutely you could. In fact, why stop with Jackson County? If every single person in this building worshiping right now bought 100% into this mission to evangelize, we'd evangelize the world. 
It is absolutely the job of the laity. If you think it's the job of the laity to help the clergy evangelize, you've got your thinking backwards. It's the job of the clergy to help the laity to evangelize. That's your task. Pope St. John Paul II repeatedly called on faithful lay Catholics to engage in the work that he called the new evangelization, reminding us that we need to re-evangelize the cultures in which we live. And that's the task of all of us, to bring the gospel message to our families, to our neighbors, to our friends. In more recent years, Pope Francis tells us, in the joy of the gospel, to go forth and offer everyone the life of Jesus Christ. Over and over and over again in our time, the church is reminding us that Christ's great commission to go and make disciples of all nations still applies today, and it applies to all of us. We don't get to opt out of it. This is not something that's optional for a Christian. In fact, the Second Vatican Council has a word for Christians who don't evangelize. Useless. In its decree on the apostolate of the laity, it says, and I quote, one who fails to make his proper contribution to the development of the church must be said to be useful neither to the church nor to himself. And that's harsh language, but it reminds us that this work of evangelization isn't an option. It's something that we as Christians have to do. And so we need to get over this idea that Somehow it's rude to talk to people about Jesus. And we need to get over this idea that we, as ordinary practicing Catholics, somehow aren't equipped for the task, that we're not qualified to do that work. These ideas are sent to us by the devil to scare us off, to keep us from doing the work that Christ wants us to do. And the devil is a father of lies, and these ideas are lies, and we should not believe in them. We need to stop. So let's look at both of those objections. First, that evangelization is rude. Well, if you're being rude, you're not evangelizing. (laughs) If your idea of evangelizing is to be rude to people, stop. You're not doing the church any favors. That's not what evangelization is. It's not meant to be rude. Look at the example given to us in today's gospel. Jesus sends these 72 disciples out and tells them, when you enter a house... You should say, peace to this household. Peace. They come bringing peace. They didn't impose themselves in a confrontational way. They came to offer peace. Why? Because they came to share good news. That's what evangelization is. That's literally what the word means in Greek. It means to share good news. And why would anyone think it's rude to be told good news? Everybody likes hearing good news, right? If your boss told you, hey, good news, you're getting an extra bonus this year, you know, would anyone think, man, how rude. Can't believe that boss. Oh, good news, I was baking cookies last night and I accidentally doubled the recipe, so I've got too much, so here's a dozen cookies for you. Man, can you believe that guy? giving me cookies. Can't believe it. How dare they? No, everybody likes good news. We like good news. And Jesus Christ is good news. And if you're not comfortable sharing the good news about Jesus with other people, then I suggest maybe you haven't really fully received Jesus as 
good news in your life yet. And I don't mean to call anybody out on that, but I think it's honest, right? I'm just saying that if you feel embarrassed to talk to your friend, about your friend Jesus with your other friends, then how good of a friend are you being to Jesus? If we had somebody in our lives that we were, we were friends with, but we didn't want our other friends knowing that we hung out with this person sometimes, we were kind of embarrassed to, for people to find out that we, we liked this guy, how good of a friend would we be? We wouldn't be a good friend at all. So let's not treat Jesus that way. There's no reason for us to be ashamed of our relationship with Jesus. This is all evangelization really is. It's introducing your friend Jesus to your other friends. Right? Well, what if they don't want to meet Jesus? What if they're not interested in Jesus? Isn't it rude for us to force our religion on other people? Well, who said anything about forcing your religion on other people? That's not what evangelization is either. Forcing somebody else to follow your religion is not evangelization. That's called oppression. That's not what we do. Evangelization is just about facilitating an encounter with Jesus Christ, about creating an opportunity for someone else to meet Jesus. It's about introducing people to your friend. And if they're not interested in that, that's on them. But you've made that invitation. And you shouldn't feel the need to hide the fact that you love Jesus and that your life is better because of Jesus. That's good news. And if they're not interested in receiving that good news, then do what the gospel says. Shake the dust off your feet, move on. But what if you don't feel qualified? What if you don't feel like you're, you're qualified, you're equipped to tell others about Christ? Well, you know, we could all learn more. I think that's always good. All of us should, uh, you know, always strive to learn more about Jesus Christ. Um, and I'll make a little plug here for the new donuts and dogma that we're doing in between the two masses. The reason we change the mass times is so we can have more opportunities between masses. We had our first one today, and there were almost 40 people that came. And, I mean, in a church this size, that's fantastic. I've been a member of this church for close to 20 years, and I can't recall a single adult education event that we had that many people at. And it was wonderful. We had a wonderful time talking about the Mass. Uh, I think most of the people that were there uh, went to the first Mass and stayed late, although I see a few faces that came early for that. And I would encourage more of you to come early for that. It's a great way not just to build community, but to ask your questions about the faith and to, to learn a little bit more and engage. Uh, but beyond that, I think that if we're struggling with this idea that we're not smart enough, we don't know enough about our faith to talk to others about it, and you're not going to hear me say this about very many things, but I think we need to lower our expectations in that regard. Because evangelization is not about how smart you are. It's not about how much you know. It's about who you know. It's about who you know. You don't need a master's degree in theology to tell other people about how Jesus has impacted your life and the great gifts that you find in the Catholic faith. Some people are called to be teachers and some people are called to be prophets. And if you have those gifts, then you need to develop them and you need to put them at the use of the church. Those are special gifts that some of us have to build up the body of Christ. But everybody is called to evangelize. Everybody is called to share the good news. You don't have to have any special skills other than a love of Jesus. 
Think about everything that the disciples that we read about in today's gospel didn't have. They didn't have any money. They didn't have a sack to carry anything in if somebody gave them something. They didn't have any means of carrying it. They didn't even have sandals on their feet to make that journey through the desert a little bit easier for them. Jesus sent them out with nothing to underscore the fact that they were meant to rely on God for the success of their mission. Not their own faculties, not their own abilities. And we need to learn to do the same, to rely on God, to help us witness to his son. And what else didn't they have? Remember, these were 72 just ordinary disciples, ordinary followers of Jesus Christ. These were not the 12 apostles. These were not the leaders of the church. They didn't have the authority to bind and loose. They didn't have the authority to forgive sins. This was before the Last Supper. They didn't have the priesthood. They didn't have the Eucharist. This was well before Pentecost. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet descended upon the church. What this means is that if you are a fully initiated Catholic, if you've received the sacraments of baptism and confirmation, if you receive the Holy Eucharist, you've got more spiritual power in your little pinky than all 72 of those disciples had put together. And they cast out demons. So don't tell me that you're not equipped, that you don't have what it takes to evangelize. Because I know for a fact that you do. This is the universal mission of all of the Christian faithful. And the God who gives us that mission gives us everything that we need to accomplish it. The church in our time is calling on each and every one of us to reclaim that mission, to make it our own. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to quit your job and go become a full-time missionary somewhere. Maybe some of you are called to do that. But it means that wherever you go in life, wherever you are, you take your friend Jesus with you and you introduce him to other people. You announce the kingdom of God. This is what the disciples in our gospel did. They went ahead of Jesus and they announced the coming of the kingdom. You announce the kingdom of God and you let people know that they can be members of that kingdom. You let them know that it's a wonderful place. Just tell them what a blessing the faith has been in your life. Not in a forced way. You're not shouting through a bullhorn at anybody. In a natural way. In a genuine way. Just by being an authentic witness in the spirit of friendship to other people. Just ask yourself, is my life better because Jesus is part of it? If the answer to that question is yes, then tell people about it. Tell them about it. Because that's good news. Please don't keep it to yourself. 